2: Good evening, Wilson football fans, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me is my co host, Justin Raffoff.
0: Yeah, it's uh, good to be back, and we have uh, it, it's coming up quickly, yes. uh, the season here.
2: Yeah, we are now less than two weeks away from kickoff of the 2021 season. And last week on the show, we broadcast our coaching interview series where we got to talk to not only the assistant coaches, but also head coach Doug Doms. It was over two hours long, and we know a lot of (laughs) you stuck around for the live broadcast, and we greatly appreciate that. And this evening, we're going to follow that up with another great show. Sitting here with us is longtime Burke Scholastic journalist, Mike Drago, Mike, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
1: Thanks, Joe. I, I don't know if I can last two hours. That's a, you know, <laughs> at my age, I don't know.
2: <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll we'll try to keep it to an hour, hence the name of the show. <laughs> but we have a lot to talk to you about, including. Your new endeavor with MikeDragosports.com—that'll be the uh, the main focus of this episode, especially at the beginning of the episode—and then we'll talk a little bit of your Wilson football memories. You know, big time plays, players, games, just anything that comes to your mind. Because you have a—I know you have a long list of covering the Bulldogs, both on the gridiron and off it—and we were going to talk about that all evening long. But first, Justin, and I do want to do our typical uh, house cleaning or uh, housekeeping episode. Remind you that the Bulldog Hour is presented by May's Sandwich Shop, and we also have a few other sponsors that uh, we would thank by name, but they prefer to be left anonymous, and we will respect their wishes. But we do thank those three individuals for helping us out here at the Bulldog Hour. We very much appreciate their support, and if you would like to support us, you can do that. A variety of ways including sponsorships and advertising in-kind donations visiting bulldoghour.com the website which serves as kind of the uh, the main thoroughfare for not only this broadcast but also many of the Wilson football information is posted there like right now up there I have the youth football the flag football clinic that runs we missed last year it's back this year if you have a Uh, son or daughter in a Wilson Elementary School entering kindergarten or first grade and you would like them to play in the flag football clinic, head to BulldogHour.com and you can download the registration packet. Uh, Early registration does end in a week or two. I'm not sure on the exact date, but you want to get that registration in so they can get their custom jersey and shorts. Last way
0: you can help us here at the Bulldog Hour is Justin's favorite. Yeah, like and share. Help spread the word. You see something you like, uh, let other people know about it. Our next live show will be one week from tonight, Sunday,
2: August 22nd. Same place, same time, and we will be uh, broadcasting what is generally our most anticipated and well-received show of the year, and that is when we sit down and talk with our seniors. So I talked this past week to 11 Wilson football 2B seniors that are ready to roll uh, in just a few weeks, and you can hear those interviews next Sunday, August 22nd right here on the Bulldog Hour. So I think that about covers it. So let's not wait any longer and let's dive into our interview with Mike Drago. Mike, Justin and I, you know, this is our seventh season doing the show. And I know I I reached out to you a few years ago to say, hey, would you ever be interested in coming on the show? And you said, yes, absolutely. And we haven't been able to hook up until now, but what a better time than when you're starting your own website and you're going out on your own. So,
1: you know, Give us some information on mikedragoSports.com. Well, first, thanks for having me. I'm glad we could, could do this. And uh, you're right. The website launched on August 1st. So we're up about two weeks now and uh, off to a great start. A lot of people are very in, in excited and enthusiastic about it. It's, um, uh, I think there was a, a, a need and a kind of a craving among football fans and, and high school sports fans in general for something like this. Uh, you know, the idea is to get back to my roots, so to speak, and cover high school sports in depth and the way that I'd like to cover it and, and you know, expand the, the coverage. And those are some things I wasn't able to do in recent years just because the the, the climate in the newspaper industry, unfortunately, has really, uh, it's been a tough go the last few years, uh, you know, cutbacks and staff and space and 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 everything imaginable, deadlines that are, you know, 930 at night, which just doesn't work with a sports product. Right, not you know, feasible. No, the games are still going on. So uh, it got to be very difficult the last few few years uh in my former uh job as a you know sports writer and I thought I think I can do this a better way and so uh and here I am you know and, and I've been out every day this past week at different football camps sometimes two a day taking pictures doing interviews putting up stories and um you know it's what I love to do so so far so good did
2: the idea for you going out on your own, the, launching the website, did that happen just over the last two years? Or is it something you've been thinking about for, for many years as as we saw, you know, newspapers and mainstream journalism start to really shift, I mean, 10, 15 years ago?
1: It really, the genesis was two and a half years ago when we got called in by the uh, publisher the Reading Eagle and he said, the paper's up for sale and I don't know if anybody's gonna buy it. And for a few months, there were no nibbles and you were sitting there looking at a July 1st uh, you know, date that if nobody buys it, they're shutting the paper down. So you need to you need to think of uh, some other options. And, you know, the, the, the sad thing about the newspaper industry is we're living in a time where there's never been more interest in news, in, li- in, in reading about events, seeing events, learning about what's going on. The population of this country, they're, they're just they love news. Especially sports fans, they love sports news, and so th- that's the irony of it. We're we're at a peak in in terms of interest of news, but the newspaper industry is so weakened that they can't deliver it in, in a in a proper way, in an effective way. So you know, th- these are things I was thinking about for a long time, and and of course with the the internet, I mean, it's not it's it's a fairly new medium. You know, 20, 20 years really that it's been up and going right. at a. At a interesting level and the were right. and back in the nineties I and mean, it, was, it was just in its infancy, but for the last 15 to 20 years, it's, you know, it's picked up speed and now we've gotten to a point in the last 10 years where it's, you know, it's fantastic to have everything at the tip of your fingers and especially on, on your phone. You can, you can research anything on your phone and, uh, and people want to, they, they, they want to know about their local teams, the players, the coaches, the, the history, the traditions, and, and this is kind of stuff I love to write about.
2: Yeah. The local newspaper sold so well for so long because, like you said, people want to know about their local teams. If they want to read about the Philadelphia sports teams, there's Philadelphia newspapers, big city newspapers or national newspapers that cover that. But the local newspapers, the sports sections were so important. And unfortunately, we've seen that change so much over the last few years that when you told me that this was happening, I was 100 percent excited Uh, to, to see someone do it, because Justin and I have had conversations about, man, if we just had more time and money, wouldn't we be able to jump right in there, because that we could see there was a need for it. We were just two people, and we have other daytime jobs that it wasn't feasible for us, but with your background and longevity and connections, it just made so much sense. When you told me that it was happening, I was really excited for uh, the Berks County community, the, the sports community, that they were going to get back what they had been missing so dearly over the last few years.
1: Yeah, and, and I appreciate that and your enthusiasm. And I, I called you a month or so ago, and we we sat and talked, and you immediately were on board. And that's the reaction I got from everybody that, you know, I, I wanted to keep it uh, quiet for as long as I could, but I reached out to certain people, key individuals, I thought, uh, you know could could help me in this spread the word and 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 help me with content on the website and and other things and also people in the community of some stature uh, and so i would bounce the idea off of them i bounced it off of some coaches and everybody was just extremely excited that, at the prospect and telling me that this could really work so we'll see about that we'll we'll know in a few weeks when uh, i put the paywall up and people actually have to you know pay for the product everybody loves it right now because it's free but it it can't stay that way of course i know i know
0: joe joe and i have talked about these things as he mentioned and it is one of those things where you know i i found myself a a subscriber to the the newspaper pretty much for the sports coverage because and and it was one of those things and we've talked about this like if if i want us if i want that coverage to exist i need i need to support it and so you know, and we're out of time when, when I could do that. So, so we did. And that's kind of how we felt with, with the website as well. But like the idea came a couple years ago, Joe said the same thing to me. He's like, look, he's like, I don't know where you're at, but he's like, if you want to try the athletic, he's like, give it a shot. You won't regret it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I took that step because I was, you know, I was at that point where I was like, I can, but then I'm like, man, no, this is the coverage. Like, they have people for the teams that I'm interested in. It's not like, oh, I hope there's a write-up on, you know, this game. Like, no, there's – I'm big on the Penn State stuff on there. But, like, then when – so we talked about, man, it would be great to have something for those teams locally that we want. And so when he – when I heard about the website coming out, I'm like, this is this is what we are talking about. It's going to be the coverage for the teams that I care about that I want to follow. And, man – Right off the bat, like reading the articles, I I don't I didn't read uh, the one like from your desk or, or I forget the exact title right away, but I read one of the other ones and I was like, man, this is great. The detail, the just everything, like it felt like you just got to tell the story you wanted to tell. And then I read your kind of like introduction to the website and kind of your thinking, and it kind of lays that out. And I was like, well, in my <laughs> opinion, he hit it right on, hit the nail on the head right away because I could I I could tell. Just right away, I was like, "Man, this feels like the whole story," and I, I loved it, and yeah. I'm I'm super excited for the coverage. You know, it's been great leading up, and but like once these games gets going, it's it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, no time constraints, no word restraints, no space constraints.
2: It's 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 great,
1: right? And that's that's the whole key. Uh, you know, and uh, the, the story Justin was referring to, I think it's called "Time for a New Approach." Yeah, and that's I, the one. And yep. in that, if you go to the website, yeah, please read that because it does sort of tell you where i'm coming from and where we're at now and hopefully where we're going in the future and it it lays out you know the dilemma of of sports writers all over the country it's not just the you know in reading it's uh, every newspaper is fighting the same battle of you know reduced staff and and earlier deadlines and and uh, everything the walls just closing in where you can't you can't do the kind of job that you want to do you know and i just felt terrible on friday night's you know, and the game might end at um, you know 9:45, and I would literally run down to the field to talk to Doug Dom's and talk to him. I mean, barely. I could spend maybe two minutes with him, and then had to literally run back up to the press box and bang out you know the, the rest of the story. You know, and I wasn't doing a good job. It wasn't fair to him. I couldn't didn't have time to talk to players, and and uh, I just thought this is not the way. This is not the way to do it. So as just, just mentioned, you know, I have time now. To go into detail and to take my time and you know do a little more research and on a Friday night you know if I get home at 10:15 or 10:30 instead of you know 10 o'clock it's fine I I'll take the extra time and and you know do that extra interview with, with one more player if it if it needs to be done and and um, hopefully you know it shows. So now that
2: you're your own boss and out on your own, uh, what does a typical day look like for you? How do you set up things? Like, do you give yourself deadlines or do you script out? You know, I need to do this interview for this article that I'm publishing on this day. What does a typical day look like for you the last few weeks?
1: Well, the goal is to have uh, something fresh on the website every morning, you know every day, and hopefully two things. Um, this past week, since I've gone to, to d- different camps and shooting the pictures, uh, it takes a long time to process those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I take the pictures and then process them, put them up on the website. It takes several hours. So that's been, most of my time has been spent this past week doing that. And of course, interviews while I'm at the different camps and writing stories here and there. So, and again, this Coming week, more, more stops at camps. Monday, I go to Wilson and, um, you know, several other teams the rest of the week, but, uh, I'll be writing stories and previews also. We'll start having team previews pop up at the end of next week. And I'll have previews on every team, hopefully, and, um, picture day for every team. And, um, Features on all the top players, and you know, as I did in the past, uh, I'll have uh, sort of my preseason, uh, all county team. You know, I'll call it, I don't know what I'm gonna call it yet. We'll make we'll come up with a name and i will focus on the top 12 or 15 players, uh, out there. And um, again, I just tell everybody, I'm gonna do what I did in the past, only more. You'll see more of it. You know, there's no, no, the great thing about running for the weather is there's no space constraints when you're writing for a newspaper, you're, you're told keep the story this length. And no, you can't write that second or third story. We don't have space or if you do write it it's it's held for a day or two. And you know that's not optimal. So now if I have time to write three or four stories in the same day once we're in season, they'll all be up on the website.
2: Complete publishing freedom, so it's great. And obviously the more content you have to put out there, the more your subscribers are happy about it. So it, it, it's definitely um great and uh, great for that. So I'm excited that you're launching to start football season, start launching August 1st, rolling right into Scholastic Football, which is you know right in your wheelhouse, football and basketball. But you're still, right now, as far as I know, only one guy. Correct. What is your plan for covering Berks County football with just one guy? How are you going to cover each game, or what are your goals for football season this first year of the website?
1: Well, I will have a few uh, writers out. On the uh, August twenty seventh, I think right now, um, able to cover five games, okay. which is, I think, more than anybody else is going to cover that night. I'm pretty, right. I'm pretty certain of that. that I think that's be, a pretty safe bet. <laughs> it it won't probably be it probably won't be five every week, but I'm hoping to cover two to three every every week, and um, and then report on as many of the other ones as I can as I can get to. Um, you know, back in the back in the old days, we used to be able to staff hundred percent of games, or maybe ninety nine percent. There's the occasional game in Chamokin you know, where tough we're, to get to yeah. <laughs> where if a team was like, you know, one two and six and we're not gonna go up there. If, you know, if it was Wilson or or Why I'm Missing, yeah, we would go there. But I'm
0: um, thankful um, we don't play in Chamokin very often. Oh
1: my gosh. But uh, you know, I'm targeting the key games. I've already got somebody lined up to cover why I'm missing when they play at uh Southern Columbia. Oh great. And also at uh, Pottsville. I just I know a guy up there that uh came to me, a sports writer, and said, hey, I'm available, you need me? I said, here's two games for you. You so, got the job. Yeah, <laughs> you know, writers are excited about this too because my pitch to them is no story length, no deadline. That's that's what writers want to okay. hear. It's, you know, the most difficult thing about writing for a newspaper is writing to a certain length. You are assigned. people don't understand that. It's not like I just got tired of writing and I stopped my story or I ran out of <laughs> ideas. No, it's you're told... This this is how long your story is going to be. And if it's an inch longer, it gets cut. Gone. And back in the old days, I mean, it ended up on the floor. <laughs> you know, they <laughs> literally would cut it with a, an X-Acto knife and somebody would be step on it. You know, so you'd sit there and watch the printers uh, if your, your story was uh, it was too long. And, and before pagination, it was tough to estimate how long a story would be. So sometimes, you know, you could be three, four, five, six paragraphs too long and they'd the editor or the the printer would be back there snipping off, you know, line by line. <laughs> and you might say, "Okay, lose that or lose this," but every sentence hurts. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like you wrote it for a reason. Right. You know that exacto knife. I could feel the pain <laughs> of that <them laughs> cutting through. And, <laughs> yeah. No, not that one. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> there will be no uh, no trimming stories on the web. No need to do that.
2: Did you go week by week, week by week with the uh, Burke schedule and? Say, all right, tentatively, Tentatively, this is where I want to go for the first, you know, 10 weeks. Or is it more, I'm going to plan five weeks, see how the teams are doing, and then pull in a few big games? Or how are you going that? are you? How far ahead are you planning, I guess is the real question.
1: Well, I mean, I will take it week to week because there's no need to decide... What game i'm covering in week two i mean i might do wilson mifflin we'll see maybe yeah, yeah. maybe i'll give it some consideration <laughs> but uh and maybe seven of the ten weeks there are sort of automatic games like that i mean you know week 10 it's going to be wilson township unless you know something crazy happens and the, and you know neither i can't imagine neither one would be in first place at that point point. one of them is going to be uh unbeaten and probably both will or at least in the league we hope yeah, you know, but you know, week one, it's definitely going to be Wilson Central Dolphin. You got the helmets here, so I've no choice. I got to <laughs> have to be there. Uh, you know, week two, the uh, I wasn't trying to force your hand, but a little <laughs> subliminal messaging, maybe. <laughs> right, week two. I mean, the, the Gursky Bowl, thats a layup, you know. And then uh, you know, Exeter, uh, Exeter Mifflin, pretty much that's always been a game. And now that Burke's Catholic is in section one, Burke's Catholic Mifflin uh, yeah. is going to be the game of the week that yeah. week. And um,
2: uh, maybe not everything written in pen, but. A uh, heavy pencil for right. a lot of these games already. Right. Yeah. So, um,
1: if you just, go, if you, well, I'll, I'll give you a tip, if you go on the website, I did write a story. I think it was a week by week breakdown, yeah. and I picked out little helmets, mm-hmm, one yeah. one set of helmets for each week. So that'll give you kind of a tip off on what <laughs> where I where you're th- thinking, what what I think is going to be the big game, and also I, I tried to get every every team's helmet in there at least once. So.
0: Well, yeah, you you look at the schedule, and some of them are, I mean. Unless something comes up, like, it would it would seem pretty clear, like, sometimes there's a little matchup each week, and you're like, mm, that's the one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, the, the problem is, and it's a good problem, is Week 10, because I believe it's going to be Wyo and Conrad Weiser meet in Week 10, Wilson Township, and um, Burke's Catholic Mifflin. So, you know, Mif- Mifflin will need to win that to, to win the section, or at least to win it outright. Right. Which, you know, you, you, you figure. Um, so... You know, you never have too many good games, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a good problem. It's a good problem to have, yeah.
2: So, you know, with the launch this month, what are your short-term and long-term goals and hopes for the website? What do you want to see happen with MikeDragoSports.com, you know, this year and hopefully five, ten years down the road?
1: Well, you know, first of all, people have, you know, been congratulating me on my retirement. I'm not retired. (laughs) (laughs) I, I didn't retire from the other job. I quit. And I'm still working, and I'll be working more more than ever uh, now that when you're your own boss, you tend to find more work to do. Right. Um, <laughs> so uh, I hope you know. I hope it, there is a long range uh, plan here. It all depends on on the the public and the uh, you know if the website is s- sustainable economically. If I can get enough subscriptions, subscribers, and enough advertisers, we'll keep it aboard. And 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 if I get the more advertisers and subscribers I get, the more writers I can hire. Right. Uh, already in the works. I can't announce it yet, but uh, you know there are other other sports I'd like to add uh, if if the interest is there and add a writer for for a second mm-hmm. sport in the fall and into winter. And uh, I think the interest is there. I've got I've got coaches from other sports come to me <laughs> saying, "Hey, we want to be covered too," which is a great a great sign. Like you said, people right. are excited about this. So uh, we'll see. I mean, there, there's no. Uh, there's no ceiling here. I mean, it'll grow as big as it can grow, right. and hopefully, you know, it's it's a su- sustainable product.
2: Yeah, and we've seen it work elsewhere. Uh, maybe not for at least I'm not familiar with too many scholastic versions of it, but. For professional sports, we've seen sports writers go out on their own. You showed me the one from Pittsburgh that is well received. Justin mentioned the Athletic. Now, not exactly on the same level because the Athletic, you know, was invest- investor-driven, you know, hedge funds and capital and things like that. But the one from Pittsburgh that you mentioned to me it was a DK, DK Pittsburgh Sports. DK Pittsburgh Sports, yeah. And That
1: was organic, and the, the guy's story is the same as mine. He he left. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, I'm not sure what the reason was, but he left in a hurry. He didn't really plan it out, and he was just kind of winging it. And seven, eight years later, he's he's fully staffing the Penguins and uh, the Steelers and the Pirates and uh, Pittsburgh, all well, the colleges there, you know, University of Pittsburgh, Duquesne. He's staffing all of those those games with full-time writers and sending them on the road. So that's pretty amazing that he's done that. Uh, there's a similar website in Boston that does the same thing with the, uh, uh, with the Red Sox and, and the Patriots and Celtics you know, covers all those games. So we'll see. Well, you know, it's exciting. You, the sky's the limit, I guess. Justin. I was going
0: to say as, as a Duquesne alum, I feel like I can say like, if, if you're fully staffing Duquesne events, you you're in a good spot. <laughs> you,
2: you, you've made it. You're, you're a success. So, you know, outside or after football season, you've already said you're going to be covering basketball because that was the next big one that you covered for the newspaper, but also was the one that generated a lot, lots of clicks and interest. Um, What do you... Are you doing boys and girls, just boys? What is your plan right now?
1: Well, I mean, right now the main emphasis will be boys. I hope to do some girls' coverage as well. Uh, but, you know, again, if it's a one-man staff, you can only be one place at a time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We're a couple months away from that. I'm hoping to be able to do some girls' coverage. Uh, again, if there's if there's interest there, If and again, if the, if the market – Speaks, then I'll listen. If people say, I'll, I'll subscribe if you cover this sport. And then if there are enough subscribers, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah, well, not to look too
2: far down the road, Justin, but I think we've got a good candidate for our season eight premiere in February next year to talk a little uh, Wilson basketball, uh, the the county race. I think uh, that would be a good follow up to have you back on um, once you get into the winter sports season. But thinking of the here and now, how how is the reception? You mentioned that you've gotten a lot of positive feedback. um, You know, I'm sure emails and congratulations through um, um, verbal messages and whatnot, but are you happy with the advertising and subscription aspect of it to date? I know you have it. It's free right now, but subscriptions are open if anyone was ready to jump on board right away.
1: Right. Well, I, I, because there's no paywall up yet, uh, I just didn't anticipate anybody subscribing. But the first day, there were over two dozen. Uh, again, and I don't know if that's because people didn't quite understand <laughs> that it was going to be free for a while. Or if they, I think the most part, it was in a lot of the. Were people I knew, but I think they just wanted to show support and, and and get in there early and subscribe. And the advertising again, I did not ex, I, you know expect that to happen immediately. I thought, you know, advertisers would take a look at it, see what the product looks like for a few weeks, see what the response is in in the public. No, the first week. People were coming, coming to us saying, "Hey, we want to advertise." And we, and, and I have se- several uh, sponsorship options, like you know, the uh, offensive player of the week and defensive player of the week, and some businesses just gobbled those up. I was really, I was really surprised. Ross Tucker, uh, I, I bounced the idea off of him quite a while back because he's, for a lot of reasons. First of all, he just loves high school sports, yep. football in particular, in Berks County. And the second reason is he has a a lot of different uh, business aspect, different business ventures, sports related and not. And so I thought he'd be a great guy to bounce this off of. And his reaction was just like yours. It's like, this is great. I'll be your first subscriber. I'll be your first advertiser. And he came through. He was the first advertiser. His ad for Go Big Recruiting was on the website since day one. And again it's a it's a perfect vehicle for somebody like him he's trying to get eyeballs of high school uh, students and their parents right and again we've we've had we've sold some ads from uh, sports medicine people and and uh, uh, things kinetic connected to athletics uh, a body zone is going to advertise with us I had a guy in, from New Jersey that sells um, they resurface tracks oh, uh, and yeah. they've done they've done four or five here in the county and uh, he reached out to me and said hey uh, this is perfect for us. We want to advertise on your website. So, okay, that's right, great.
2: That you had a launch article on Ross Tucker, which was an excellent read. Yeah, I that love, was following, a really good one. love following Ross and what he's been able to do since his playing career. Actually, I have some trading cards sitting over there waiting to uh, get him to sign those. I saw he posted online at, uh, that a, a a young young boy sent him trading cards asking for for a signature and he's he thought they were custom and he you know he was just shocked because he had never seen them before it was I believe it was when he was shortly with the Patriots I think from his Patriots days so yeah Ross Tucker is is a is great for Berks County football and I'm excited that he was able to jump on board with you both advertising and to get that that article up because uh, it, it was great it, it's great behind the scenes I, I
1: got to tell you a great Ross Tucker story he he loves high school football. I mean, the guy's played in the pros for seven years, and still. all I would run into him at the gym, you know, when he was playing for the Patriots and the Cowboys, and of course, I want to say, like, well, tell me about Bill Belichick, or what's right. this like? Emmett Smith, and it's like, no, he's asking me questions about the IC, who's going to be good, <laughs> and who did this? It's like, okay. So, I'm covering uh, a Wilson game at Gursky. Boy, this had to be, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. It was a district playoff game. Uh, it was right around Thanksgiving, and Wilson was I think it was Cumberland Valley they were they were behind right off the bat 14 nothing mm. down 21 nothing didn't look good and um then they start Bulldogs start coming back you know it's 21 7 21 14 and all of a sudden I I just, I just feel this presence behind me somebody's standing right behind me and I turn around it's Ross <laughs> I said, what are you doing here I said you know, I was at home, we were having a holiday party, I had the radio on, or and and this game started getting close, I said, I had to come over and watch the end of it, <laughs> so he walks out of his
0: parents' house football and, junkie, and, and,
1: you know, watches the end of the game, I think Wilson ended up pulling that game out, but, uh, you know, that's the way he is, he just, he loves it at this level, and there are a lot of people uh, like Ross that, uh, you know, even if they didn't play high school football, they just, they grew up around it, or their kids played, and they just can't get enough of it.
2: So we know we're, we're going to get the editorials, game recaps, previews like that. I think one of the biggest things that people enjoy and miss so much with a dwindling sports department at the local newspaper was the personal interest stories. And we've already seen on your website that you started doing those. How do you get that idea? did, did you hear a story through the grapevine and you're like, I have to follow up on that? Just do people come to you? How do you get those personal interest stories? To that and you have the ability to write about them.
1: Uh, you know, a lot of times you get lucky, uh, and 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 you know, I, I mean, I'll focus on someone who's having a lot of success. You know, the, the top players and whatnot. And but then you start sit down and start to talk to them, and they, you know, out of the blue, they'll they'll tell you things that you didn't know about, or interesting facts about their life, and and sometimes sad facts about their life, and 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 you know, and then you pursue that angle and. And, um you know I, I just learned a long time ago my theory is that everybody's got a story to tell. you know you just have to ask the right questions and know enough to get to that story and uh, if you can do that successfully, people love to share share their lives with you. It's just amazing um, how open so many people are about about things like that and um, you know but like I said you got you get you have to get lucky sometimes you know sometimes I'll prepare for an interview and and for an hour and I go and sit down and it just it just doesn't click that the person either I just can't engage them properly or they're you know they're not focused on it or they're thinking about something else or the or they're a little reticent to to share some personal details which I understand that's fine but sometimes it works
0: well one one of the examples like Joe mentioned the Mason McElroy story on, on the website yeah Great article. Um, I had Mason in in class two different. Years. I had him for like his junior year, and then I had him in different class senior year. And so I like I, I I haven't been in contact with him a lot since. But like, just great kid, fun kid to have in class. Like all those things. And you know, it it was tough when when we had heard the news and and things that that he and his family were dealing with. But then like reading the article, that's one like I I want to read. I I want to read stories like that. Um, and it's good to get those updates on, on kids like Mason and, and those things I, man, I, it was a great story, but it just made me, you know, think back to just Mason was a, a really fun kid. And I, I really enjoyed having him in class. And right, right. it and takes it was, me back to those, those memories, like yeah. instantly.
1: Well, and there's an example. When I went into that story, I had I had no idea that his brother had passed. I didn't know that. And, and Mason, Said that right up front because I one of my first questions was you know why are you playing at your fifth year? Did you think about not playing? Because COVID was such a difficult year for everybody, especially the, the kids in college, and uh, you know a lot of them just walked away because they just didn't want to put up with it anymore. And and he laid it out for me right away. And and you know I was devastated to hear that news. I didn't I didn't know that his brother had died. And um, but again he was willing to share it and. You know, i found in situations like that, that can become cathartic when you share that. And, and I do tell people uh, that may be a little reticent. I said, well, you know what? If you tell this story, it could help somebody else dealing with the same problem. Because we all go through difficult situations in life with, you know, uh, with loss and illness, injuries, whatever it is. And when people read about that, you know, there's a sense of the, the compassion. They, they feel compassion for that person, but they also feel like uh, there's a connection there. I can connect with that person because I, I lost someone that I love too. So that's what, um uh, you know, when you could connect on a story like that, that's, that's really special. Unfortunately, you know, unfortunately it was a very sad yeah. situation, but there are, there are other examples, you know, that sometimes it works out. And they're happier, happier stories.
2: Uh, last non-Wilson question, because I know the people watching and listening <laughs> want to hear about your your coverage of the Bulldogs over the years. But the last thing I want to touch on about your coverage on the website, is there any content you're hoping to add maybe that's not in the printed space? Um, photography, audiovisual, things like that. Is there anything that you're thinking in the future you might want to add to the site?
1: Yes. And, and, and I'm in, this, in the discussion stage with some photographers. And, and if you saw today... Um, uh, Bill Snook from from Reading took some pictures of Reading High's basketball um, spring ceremony and jacket ceremony yesterday, and he was nice enough to share those pictures with me. So uh, I'm looking, you know, in discussion with people like Bill and some other photographers to see if we can work together, if, you know, if I can help them sell some photographs and they can help me by supplying photographs, uh, that would be great. And uh, so that would be like sort of a win-win situation, and uh, so hopefully we get a little more of that in the future. All right,
2: excellent. All right, what, Justin? Let's dive into the Wilson talk. What? What do you? What do you? Th- what do you want to start? We want to start with uh, players, games. I you know. I want to start
0: games. Okay, just like games. thinking, because like I know there are some games that stick out in my head, but again relatively speaking and this is funny because i feel like this is a very berks county thing like i'm the newbie in the room like (laughs) i i've only lived here since 20 years like so like i'm i'm the newbie and so like there are games that stick out in my head but i don't necessarily know that they were games that were covered you know what i mean like some of them you may have been there might have been other big games that night like so they i'm i'm interested to hear like what some of those might be so
2: yeah let's let's make it easier on you only games you cover not games you've heard of you know or said oh we wish you were there mike games you're actually in the stands in the press box for involving wilson and i'll let, it can be wins or losses we like to oh, focus on gosh. the positive but some of those heartbreakers <laughs> like we know about it
0: is- the show's after a <laughs> loss like we come uh, in, we're so nobody's, oh, nobody's watching. Like, well, the whole the whole drive home. If it's an away game, the whole drive home. We're like, what are we gonna talk about on Sunday? Like, well, yeah, I, but, I
1: I feel the same thing as a writer. I know, you know, you go to cover a big playoff game and and the local team loses, and I'm just saying, nobody wants to read this. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, I, I've got, to, I've done this almost forty years. I've never come up. I've never had somebody come up to me and say. Oh, that was a great story when their team lost. Right? You know, it's right, exactly. always your kid scored three touchdowns. Yes, that was a great yeah. story. Oh, your team got shut out, but it was a great. No, no, no they just, don't want to hear that. It's just a fact of life. I understand that. Um, so. Yeah,
2: I'm not going to limit you to a number or require you to give me five, but you know, just a few of them off the top of your head, and maybe what you remember about
1: it from from your point of view. Well, let me start off. You said only talk about the games I was at, but two of the greatest games I wasn't at. <laughs> So I know and, one of them. Well, I mean, Ch- Chad's junior year, and I'm not good with, with years. Yeah, let's not. I don't I know. Identify <laughs> uh, teams by, their, by the players. So, uh, But Chad's uh, junior year, the district championship game against Central Dolphin, which was, you know, just a tremendous game. Two great teams, and you had George Chomp as the coach at Central Dolphin, And, you know, it was a game I was dying to go to. And wouldn't you know it that uh, my daughter had her uh, first Holy Communion Had scheduled at St. Ignatius on a Friday night at 7 o'clock. It's like... <laughs> Who schedules these things? I mean, what, what, could we do this on a Wednesday or Thursday night? Yeah. And I was yeah. really torn. Like, I, honest, my, my heart was not at St. I, <laughs> I wanted to go to the game. Yeah. and But there's certain yeah. things. And you, we, you know, you're giving me heartbreak. I was going to say, you, meant, right you brought
0: up cathartic uh, exercises earlier. This is one for Joe. Uh, uh,
1: every time
0: that one comes up.
2: Of the people in this room, I think only I was at that game. Yeah, and I was, I was wearing a college. helmet on the sideline mm-hmm. for that, that game. Because Justin wasn't even there either.
1: So you know, and I guess I I I should tell my daughters that this before they go too far in life. If they're gonna when they get married, it can't be in the fall. Right, September, October, November, uh, out. June weddings great, but please don't get married on a Saturday somewhere far away, uh, you know. Or you, you have away. to do it in the middle of the week. That's the <laughs> only acceptable it's option. Or, or a low. You know, that's just, that would <laughs> be the better option. out.
2: I am done. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so, so. So that was the first one, yeah. That was
1: one of the two biggest games. And the other was the Fog Bowl. Yeah, Fog Bowl. I knew that one, yeah. I, I can't remember where I was at uh, that night and why I, well, that was 89. 90. That was 90. Uh, oh, you know what? I know. I was still covering the Philadelphia Eagles then. Oh, okay. Uh, and was that a Friday night? I I think, think it was so, but I don't know. Could have been a Saturday, but either way, I knew Steve Patton was there, and and there was another reporter. It might have been Matt Steinmetz, uh, but I don't remember. But I was covering the Philadelphia Eagles, so I must have been busy with that. And and what you know wasn't lucky enough to, to be assigned that Wilson Cumberland Valley game because everyone knew that was going to be a tremendous game. Uh, so and it th- was so, so right off the top. I pr- was, I mean, probably the two of the greatest.
2: Well, at least know. that one was a win. Yes. So yes. I like, let's look at and, the uh, and Now, when floor. you talk
1: about, uh, you know, games that I covered, uh, unfortunately, I mean, a lot of them are going to be losses because, you know, you, the deeper you get into the playoffs, the bigger the game is. And Wilson hasn't gotten to that, you know, won that state championship. So I haven't had pleasure to do that. But Someday I will. I'm not going to leave until the Bulldogs win one. So there, I'll throw that down. <laughs> so were you
2: at State College for the Bethel Park game? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. I was not. <laughs> oh I'm the only one in the room gosh. that wasn't there. That, that, wasn't there. That, that
0: was one of the biggest gut punch games I've, I've ever been to. Uh, that, that, was was that, a dagger. that was a tough one. That
1: really was. It was a, a tremendous game to watch. It really was. I, I enjoyed watching it, even though... It was about seven or eight degrees, and we had to sit outside. The wind chill I'm not exaggerating. I mean, the chill had to be like 20 below. I don't know. It was, it was really cold. Uh, and, you know, bundled up as much as we could. It didn't matter because we had your laptop. I had to take the gloves off every now and then to type in things or take notes and things. It was cold, but the triple overtime. I mean, it was a tremendous game. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out one play away and, <clears throat> you know, and that was, that was the team. Oh eight, that was, that's, probably yeah, the- that's what
0: I tell them. I, I, I was not around for any of the teams before the 2000 team. So like, I mean, I, I knew of those teams, but like I live somewhere else. And so I can't really speak to any of those teams. And a lot of the teams like early eighties, that was before I was born. But like that 08 team, I talk about I, that's the best Wilson team I, I ever saw. Um, and again, we I, I clarify it or you know qualify it like that because like, I didn't see all those teams. But that was the best Wilson team I ever saw. And one of the best high school football teams I've ever seen. I saw North Allegheny the year one of the years. We ended up uh, losing to them in the playoffs. I saw 2012. them on, on Labor Day weekend that year because I was at my cousin's wedding out in that way and Friday night, like, I, was, I went to see them play Mount Lebanon. And they ran out on the field. I'm like, is that is that Millersville? Like, they are huge. That So that team is probably up there for teams that I've seen. But for Wilson teams, that 08 team, man, that was a special team.
1: Yeah, that was a tremendous team. And uh, definitely worthy of a, of a state championship. They were as, as good or better than a lot of teams that have won that title. But, you know, that's the way it works out. Some years uh, – you know, your class is just not that deep, and you could kind of sneak in and maybe not have your best team and win it. And there are other years you might have your best team and you bounced in the, in the quarterfinals. Who yeah. knows?
2: Are there any other Wilson games that jump out to you? So you mentioned t- covering the Eagles in '90. When did you switch to Scholastic football full time? When was that switch made? I
1: believe '91.
2: Okay, so you, you're right. after the Fog Bowl. Right. So, what other games jump out to you? Um, I know if you off the top of my head, and I assume you were probably were at them, but I didn't know if there were any that you covered that i that I wasn't thinking of.
1: Well, I mean, the, the, when they, I think it was Iggy's junior year when they blasted Cumulus Valley in that district championship game. And came
2: they, back from fourteen down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, no, this was the this. Is, at Hershey, I don't think they ever trailed at that game. No,
2: they were down 14 nothing at halftime, oh. yeah, and then won 28 14.
1: Okay, no, I was thinking of it. Well, the other time they beat Cumberland, oh, when Didn't we they? week, that we f- was the 08 team, that okay. was the 08 okay. team, yeah, that was just a blowout. But yeah, you're right, the, the game they were down 14 nothing. Tremendous. Uh, I remember a game, well, this is going way back. Uh, Josh Smith was a receiver, so we're talking what mid to late 90s where they were down mm-hmm. to McCaskey. I want to, in a district game, at least 14 to nothing at home and when Wilson came Okay, back to yeah, win that. this yeah that was 2005.
0: Yep. Oh yeah. That's the, okay, oh, was it that Yeah,
1: okay. that, would, that was that after would be me. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, was I'm trying to remember. That's in that that's
0: in that weird window between when yeah. neither of us was back here.
2: Yeah, yeah we were that was mm-hmm. that is in the 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 gray area where we weren't mm-hmm. here. But yeah, that was like I want to say it was 0- 05. Okay. I could be wrong there, but I, right? I, I think it was 05. I thought it was
1: longer. Yeah, ago no, Josh
2: was after me. Okay. Uh, but I know the game you're talking about. They were down by like 28 in the fourth quarter or something yeah, like right, that and, right. and fought back and, and ended up winning the game. Right. I don't remember if it went to overtime or if they won in the fourth yeah, quarter. I think, but
1: I think they won like 35 28. Something
2: like yeah. that, or 42 35. Yeah, it was, it was a high scoring game and they were losing big and fought back and ended up winning. It was against McCaskey. It may have even been at Gersky. But I yes, don't have to. It was yeah, it definitely was okay. a curse.
1: Well, you know we don't. I mean, I still say last year's game at Township oh, has to gosh. count as one of the greatest Wilson's greatest victories because you have to put it in context. Right. If you're on the road against a very good team that's beaten you t- what three of, the, three of the last four times. You don't have your starting quarterback. You don't have your best running back. You don't have your best receiver, and they all play defense. I mean, come on, that that looked like that was yeah, going to be an ugly was, ugly night. And what a game back. That and forth. was
0: that was a fun game, and we. We talked about it, we're like I can't believe we we got to be there for right yeah game. It happened like, because happened the COVID year because of the COVID year and everything like a lot of people didn't get to be at that game and to be there was that was that was amazing.
2: Well, and, and missing defensive coordinator Ernie Wolber wasn't there either. Right. So yeah. not only did you yeah. not have three or four two way starters. Yeah. Your defensive coordinator wasn't in the building. He was well, not there to coach the, the
1: game. I forgot. Maybe that helped him that night. <laughs> I'm sure Ernie's watching. Oh, I already got a text. <laughs> I already got a text. <laughs> uh, uh, well, no. here, I'll throw a game at you. I think this goes back to 95 or 96. Wilson beat Warwick Whoa, I know at Gursky. In the la- I think it was the last play of the game or the last minute. Definitely. Crick. A tipped pass, right? Then the it the, yeah. the, the pass... Uh, tip off i forget it was off of defender and and okay. i, can't I think
2: you're i think you're right i think it was the last game um in i think it was 95 i want to yeah. say
1: in that era it was, it was jerry slumber um i'm certain of that it was just an amazing um way way to end a game you know
2: tremendous yeah so talk to me about so there's two i want to single out before we move on to talking about maybe individual players one, I was on the team, and one was relatively recently. Um, Redding-Wilson, 2000, Chad's freshman year at Shirk. Oh, my goodness, what a game. You yeah. were at that, I assume. Oh, tremendous. That-, <laughs> that
1: was tremendous. Well, that <laughs> one of the things I remember about that game is this is the old Shirk Stadium. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was a rainy night. And all of a sudden, we're sitting in the press box, and chunks of the ceiling fell out, like, you know, (laughs) big chunks. And and, and that place was like one match away from going up anyway. It was like a tinderbox. But the game itself, and... This Is funny, you know, last year when Chad made that run, uh, in the, yeah, was the against a- the Browns a- AFC championship game, yeah. was that
2: uh, the I think it was the
1: divisional round, okay, because they played the Bills in right. the championship anyway? Yeah. He ran, I don't know, 30, 40 yards, and everybody's oh, look how fast he is. Well, you know, we knew that he was a, well, anchor leg on the four by one, right. Winning district, uh, championship team, and also we remember at Reading High that he ran as what 70 80 yard touchdown, mm-hmm. and nobody. Caught him. I mean, that was, there was some fast guys on that running team, and they weren't catching him because Chad could could really run. That was that was an amazing game. And now, how what was Wilson down? How weren't they down a couple touchdowns early in that game? Yeah, at the, halftime.
2: Yes. Uh, yes, it's 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 a really wacky game. If you go back and read your recap or watch the video that I have. Um, Actually, which is crazy, I converted all those tapes for Wilson a few years ago. They didn't have the Wilson Reading tape, and I got it from a senior on that team. So, shout out to Matt Vitodian for hooking me up with that. I have it now in the digital archive. You go back and watch it, it's just a wacky game all around. It's just crazy to, to watch it unfold. Um, but they, yeah, I, I don't remember the exact um, scores back and forth, but there's safeties in the game. Uh, there's almost return kickoffs for touchdowns. It just. Crazy all around, but you could slowly see the momentum building in Wilson's favor, and eventually we just were able to pull it out. Well, was Andy Rowland on that yeah, team? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that I, I remember yeah. him yeah.
1: playing a tremendous game that night, and uh, it's one of the reasons I, I pushed for him to, to get all state at the end of the year. You know. The, I forget who was putting the team together and they called me because I had nominated Andy and we talked and I I mentioned about how great he played in that game and what a pivotal game it was and and that that was big for him but uh, here's something I didn't know I didn't learn about until the following August you know Chad played maybe most of the second half with a concussion. Were you aware of that
2: Did I was you? not at the time? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, yes. <laughs>
1: I wasn't either because he he played a brilliant game. He's, again, he's a freshman. He must have been what fourteen years old, fifteen maybe. And because uh, <laughs> the next year I asked him about the game, and he didn't have a lot of memories of it because he he said he just he kind of couldn't remember anything. Yeah. So that was that was incredible too. But I, I mean, the entire you know Chad's entire four year career was like a, a highlight. Yeah, where, that, You know, you could pick out a lot of games uh, from from those four years.
0: Yeah, that was that was the year I I moved to Wilson. My it was my junior year, and I just remember thinking, like, okay, you know, I'm here for two years, and I'm off, then I'm off to college, and that's kind of how that's gonna go. And my, like I went to the games because I I like the games and things like that. But my dad's like, oh, let's go in. So my dad is a Wilson grad too, and he's like, let's go in. I'm like, all right. It's going. I'd never been to Shirk, and I'm like, man, this place, Like, I can't believe we're here for this big of a game. It's packed, and the weather wasn't great, and it's just like Wilson's not playing well, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then they came back and won, and I'm like, I'm so glad we were at that game. It was amazing. Right, isn't that the like, way it works sometimes? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, so that Warwick game, just to follow up the
2: miracle against Warwick, was in 96. I was <laughs> off by a couple years, but I you have your write-up here chronicled from... Thanks to Google, the miracle of Google, um, on the Bulldog Hour website for the 1996 year. Um, So the the last one I want to talk about and just get your memories and recollection is uh, a Wilson-Mifflin game. Because what would Bulldog football be without talking about the Mustangs? It's a necessity. But the one I want to focus on is 2014, where Wilson's down double digits in the fourth quarter. Wilson ends up winning in at overtime. Gursky. At Gerski, yeah. I think this was when it was Wilson Mifflin was still game one. There was no that wacky yeah. week zero that screwed up schedules. It was still Labor Day weekend. It was still week one, first game of the year. Both teams came in with high expectations. People, I think, thought Mifflin was the better team, and they were proving it for a long time. But Wilson and Characteristic of the 2014 team, which I tell Justin is my favorite team since I've been back here. That 2014 squad was just unbelievable. We talked about it a little bit a few nights ago. What do you remember from that that comeback that Wilson had to win by a point in in
1: overtime, thirty five, thirty four? Was that Jan Johnson's junior? Yes, it was junior yep. year. Yep. Yeah, I, well, I mean, again, and that's why a lot of people thought Mifflin could win the game because. I mean, Jan was just such a tremendous all-around player, one of the all-time greats around here. And, um, uh, yeah, it looked like Wilson was just totally getting getting smacked in it early in that game, the first half, really, almost three quarters. They were getting drilled, and they, they hung in there, and they hung in there. Mifflin never put them away. And then, I, you said overtime. It was the 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 kid that caught the touchdown. I couldn't tell you his name. but Walbert. Yeah, Walbert. Was like... You know, where was he, like seventh on the depth chart at that point? Or I don't think he... I he was a
2: big, tall kid. Again, yeah. something that Justin and I talk on all the time. And you're, you'll hear me ask the question with the senior players next week is Wilson has so many guys who bide their time and then break out their senior year. And Jake Walbert was a big one. Okay. And he introduced himself on the grandest stage you could right. in an overtime victory against Mifflin to start the season.
1: Um Tremendous. Tremendous finish absolutely you know and and i mean the wilson mifflin rivalry i mean it's, it's been great it's a, it's a great rivalry it's been going on forever but the last you know since mifflin has gotten really good the last 15 18 years it, that rivalry has you know the intensity has increased but uh, i i wish we'd see some better games because too many of them have been ended up one sided for for each going each way i mean last year you know we thought that was going to be a really good game and and we then we saw how good Mifflin was going to be. I mean, they did that to everybody. And then the year before, the, the tables returned. So I'm hoping this year we get a, you know, back to that uh, nail biter stuff in the fourth quarter and go overtime or whatever. I'm I got nowhere to go now on a Friday night. I don't I don't need to worry <laughs> about deadlines anymore.
2: Yeah, I, 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 you're right. I, I do feel it's unfortunate for the rivalry that the games yeah. haven't been. As close as we got, like the 2014 was incredibly epic. 2017 was a good one. Wilson was down big, fought back, uh, did end up losing, but it you know it was fun. It was interesting into the fourth quarter when
1: they were down 28 nothing came back to tie
2: 21 yeah, yeah. nothing and tied it and then lost. Right. Yeah, it was something like that. Right. They were down a good three scores at, at Mifflin, at Mifflin yeah. and and came came roaring back and unfortunately um, I th- believe forced overtime, but then kind of ran out of gas there uh, and, and couldn't make it happen, but. Uh, I, I want I want more of inter- more interesting games. Of course, like Justin, and I always say, as long as Wilson wins, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Wilson blowouts or close Wilson victories. I don't need to see. Yeah, I was win gonna any say games. either
0: a great game that Wilson wins or continue the trend like and we just flip back and uh, a big Wilson win. I'd be okay with
2: that. Yeah. So uh, how about how about um, your big time Wilson players that that you've covered? You know, Chad obviously at, probably at the top of the list uh, or at least near it. <laughs> Um, what what else sticks out about Chad other than, than the Reading year or maybe his deceptive speed that people in the college and NFL ranks don't exactly recognize as much as we got to see it? Is there anything else that stands out about Chad, any? You know the, the
1: neat thing about Chad is you know when you watch uh, the NFL or you watch the Super Bowl and they'll focus on the quarterback and always you know show you highlights of the, the kid in high school and and how great he was then and. And you just wonder, wow, I think this guy must have been spectacular. And with Chad, we got to see what that kind of a kid looks like. You know, a real NFL quarterback. And this is how good he is in high school. And, and yeah, he was just, you know, a level or two above everybody else. And, you, and it was easily apparent where he was going. Amazing.
2: So who else uh, over the years has jumped well, out to you? I mean,
1: John Gilmore was such a dominant physical force. I mean, he even as, I think, a 10th grader. He played at Holy Name in the 10th ten, grade and then transferred. And it's good because they would have had to outlaw him in the intercounty county League. I mean, he was <laughs> as a 10th grader, he was manhandling people. He was just tremendous. I mean, his brother Pete, the game, he played it against Manheim Central at Gurski. Uh, what year was that? 99. 99, 99, 99. Okay? 99. I mean, yeah. uh, Mannheim came in nationally ranked and uh, must have been, what, eight 9,000 people there at that game. And Pete was just nuts. He had like 300 yards. Uh, just an incredible performance by him.
2: A year after they feel like they got robbed down in Mannheim yes. uh, in 1998. That yeah. was the
1: uh, the precursor to the tuck rule, right? Uh, yes,
2: it was. You're absolutely right. <laughs> don't mention it in front of any 98 seniors because <laughs> that one still gets them riled up. Or don't to, mention it to Mike Williams either. I don't advise that. <laughs> or to Jim,
1: Jim Yeah, to, well, you yeah. probably shouldn't
2: mention it to Jim either, yeah. no.
1: You mention it to the Jim, then you got yourself a two-hour show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, John, John and Chad obviously stand out as you know they rose to mythical levels in wilson lore they get talked about all the time I, I, A few months back um, paul and i talked on this show <clears throat> we did our top five wilson quarterbacks and it was well received we didn't get any hate mail thankfully because obviously that can get a little after you know after talk about chad and carrie um Shane Stafford probably, you know, now, now you're starting, there's a, probably about 15 people you can make a case for. Was Chris and, Adams, and Chris and Adams Stafford, yeah. was absolutely in both, uh, both of our lists. Um, it, it, it was a fun discussion, but thankfully it wasn't, uh, you know, there was no fighting um, in, in the comments or in the emails afterwards, but it had mostly people asking us, can we do running backs? Can we do wide receivers? And we said, well, it's probably an off-season topic. I don't have a lot of time in the fall to do that, but the... The tradition and the legacy at Wilson is just so long. You're always going to leave someone out, and I always always hate to do that. But um, yeah. I,
1: I remember, um, again, I, I couldn't tell you the year, but there was a, a week back in the... Uh, well, Kerry was at Penn State, uh, Shane was at UConn, and uh, Chris Adams was at Gettysburg. And each of the three of them led the nation in passing efficiency at, during the, at the same week. I think it only lasted a week or two. But yeah. think about that. Three different yeah. guys wow. from the same high school all leading their, a different division of the NCAA in passing. That's pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, so that
2: would have had to be probably <coughs> – might have been 94, the year that – it was 93 or 94. It would have, would have had to have been because Kerry, Kerry was the, the big man on campus. Right. You know, 94 right. was his big senior year that Penn State got robbed of a national championship, but – Yeah, so it would have had to be 93 or 94. So not bitter about that one either, Mike. (laughs) Um, So how about anything else Wilson football related? Maybe not necessarily even games or players, or is there anything jump out about a a moment, uh, a transition, a coach, just something um, maybe that uh, the listeners haven't even heard before. Something that has it happened maybe with you. Well, if I, if I knew about it, then I've written about
1: it. Uh, <laughs> I'll t- tell you a couple. Of, I mean, one is that the streak was just so impressive because, you know, the lengths were that mid to go, what, nine plus years and sixty three sixty four games without losing a game. And there were a lot of close ones. You know at Lancaster Catholic, I think they needed to go line stand, and Penn Manor almost beat them a couple oh, of gosh, times. You know, there <laughs> were some great games in that streak, and down at Hemfield, they were in jeopardy and they pulled one out Four late 2015. There. Yep, yeah, uh, so that was, that was really impressive. But you know, the I mean, you get people get so used to Wilson winning and they just assume you know they're going to win every year and what is the consecutive season streak up to now 54 or so you're talking about winning, winning or non-losing winning, no, winning seasons
2: <sighs> yeah um so that dates back to i think the mid-1970s so yeah. we're in the high 40s i right. believe with that I mean, it's, it's
1: something i track and I, again as as you can 47, see 47 48 somewhere without there. my notes i'm no good because I, I can't remember any of these things so i have to look everything up but whatever that streak is. It's just incredible to think that you've gone 45 straight years and never had a 500 season. I mean, you know, that's ridiculous. There are teams, schools out there that can't even get to 500, would love to have a 500 season. They can't do it. And uh, I'm really impressed with that streak. And I I was keeping a a close eye on Ridley for the last 20 years because Ridley had the record. They were you Know two or three years ahead of Wilson, and I kept waiting for Ridley to have a losing season or a non winning season. And they came close a, a couple of times in the last mm-hmm. few years, I think they were they, they came down three or four years ago down to their last game they needed to win to keep the streak alive. And then finally last year, um, they did have a losing season. So I, now, Wilson, I feel
0: like one of those years they might have won their first round like playoff game, like as the 16 yeah, seed in district one. I and I was like. You've got to be kidding! I think they were like five and five going in as like the sixteen seed, and I'm like, oh, here it is, and they won. I was like, you've got to be kidding me! I think I, I think they were I think they actually were six and four,
2: okay, okay, um, or something like that, and they you were like, or maybe they were five and five then, because if they were five and five, they were guaranteed to probably finish 500 you don't think right yeah games or however it was but yeah there was a year in like 2018 or 2019 where like yeah here it comes they started like one and four like oh, the streak's gonna end and they come back and they 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 keep going he's like no but then last year the covid year i think they finished three and three so the 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 not losing streak is maintained but the winning streak is over The uh, um,
1: and and I kept I I wrote Ridley off a couple of times. Like you said, I think they started one and three or one and four one of those years. And then I looked at their schedule and they had some tough games. I said, "There's no way they're going to do this," and they did. Turn it around. You know, they have a great program, just like Wilson's, and they figured it out. And I remember a couple of their coaches who. I didn't know it at the time, but they like they were following me on Twitter or wherever else, and they wrote to me, oh, we, we did it again. Yeah, <laughs> I wait another year. We didn't forget. Yeah, so finally, Wilson now stands alone at number one. Yeah. But That's that's an incredible streak. So uh, I'll tell you, I mean, a, a funny story. Um, <clears throat> Jerry Slemmer and I came in together at the same year. My first year okay. at the Eagle was 83. I believe that was Jerry's first year as a head coach. Yeah, it was uh, early eighties, yeah. I think yeah. you're right. And uh, he was quite young. You know, he'd been on the staff for four or five, six years. I don't know how long. Not not a whole not real long. But of course there were a lot of veteran guys on the staff. You know, uh, Bernie and Bill were still there and and I think Bill Haas, you know, mm-hmm. so so Doug st- or Jerry stepped into a good situation where he had great coaches around him, but still it was a pressure packed situation. And um, I, I covered the game at Lancaster Catholic and they lost. And, and it was not easy to interview Jerry because he's, you know, this towering figure and, and he was not in a good mood. And he didn't want to talk about it. And it was like, okay, I'll sum up my courage here and go ask Jerry a couple of questions. And then, like, you know, a couple of years later, Jerry uh, loved the uh, uh, like fake punts. Okay. He loved to do that. And sometimes they worked and sometimes they didn't. And one time at, at Shark Stadium, again, I can't tell you the year. I want to say uh, mid, mid-90s, mid mid to late 90s, one of his later, later years. And Wilson was serving, controlled the game, and they tried a fake punt, and it didn't work. I don't know if it got if – it, if it was a turnover in the play, but Reading High, it ignited their comeback. They came back to win. Oh, boy. I'm sure I that to, went over well. I to, long. Yeah, I had to track down Jerry after the game,
2: and that was a that was a, that was an interesting uh, conversation. Uncomfortable two minutes. Yeah. Well, that's funny. I was I was going to be my next question is that uh, well tell me about a unique <laughs> Wilson football coaching interview you had to done. You would have covered Jerry, Jim, right. Doug. Do Do you ever talk to the assistants, or is it usually just the head coaches?
1: Uh, you know, I'll just uh, chat with them at practice, but uh, uh, after I, the I, game, it's the head right. coach. After the game, generally it's the head coach. Um, I think when Doug would, i know when Doug was the defensive coordinator once or twice—I would talk to him. I know that one time they they, they shut down Hemfield when they came in with this red gun attack. Again, this has got to be early '90s, I, I guess. Um, Jerry was the coach, but the defense just did a tremendous job, and I thought oh, I'm going to go talk to the D coordinator. I talked to Ernie a little bit. I wrote a story about him a couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple yeah. Of years ago, when, yeah, yeah. Um, when he had one of his more exceptional. Defensive teams. I mean, they're all really good, but uh, I thought, well, this is interesting because he's just such a defensive guru, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and so that was interesting. But generally, I, I, I talk to the head coaches.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. It yeah. just so much is put on the, the coordinators nowadays and know how much you got to talk and interact with them. But yeah, after the games, generally, you want to hear from the head coach. So, uh, Justin, any um, follow up questions? Anything lingering that I. Oh, didn't man. touch on i
0: feel like we well we did cover a lot but yeah it, it, this has been fantastic
2: yeah i i feel like i asked the questions that i wanted to i just wanted to make sure that we uh got all the information out there for MikeDragoSports.com to let everyone know what's going on i'm sure by now especially if they're wilson football berks county football scholastic sports fans in this area they've seen the promotion of it and uh you know Right now, like Mike mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's it's free right now. Jump in, check it out, see what you're getting, and then we hope everyone will subscribe to keep the endeavor moving along because, like, like Mike said, the more subscriptions and advertisers he can get, the more it gives him a higher ability to cover more. The more coverage you get, the more people you get linked in. It's just a snowball effect. So uh, for all those out there enjoying Scholastic Coverage with Mike on this new website, and if you've enjoyed it in the past, you check it out, and you see exactly what you're getting from here on out. Because uh, we, Justin and I, and I know a ton of people out there watching, uh, wish you the best, and we hope uh, that this is a a huge success for you because it'll just benefit uh, the community and the student athletes. That you know, those are the ones that that we're watching and that deserve the coverage. And that's I think one thing that has been pointed out time and time again that the ability to do the personal you know the, the interest stories was falling by the wayside because it was tough to just cover the games and uh, now hopefully this new outlet will allow that to uh, spring back uh, better than it was before
1: uh right and i'll be at uh, wilson camp monday morning and and uh, for pictures and interviews so i'll have some more wilson stories on the website this week also had an interview with uh Dr. Bob Lombardi, the uh, PIAA executive director. We talked at length last week that I'll have a little QA up this week and pictures, more teams, and more stories, more previews. You know, as we get to next weekend, I'll start doing some team, individual team breakdowns too.
2: Well, some fortuitous timing to have you here on the eve of you going to cover the Bulldogs as they right. start three day camp tomorrow. So heat acclimatization is over. Now we're going to throw on the pad and you're going to be there day one. And, uh, This coming Saturday will be Wilson's first scrimmage. I think most teams are scrimmaging uh, in the county this coming Saturday. And then, you know what, 12 days from now is the big kickoff of the regular season, and Wilson's hosting Central Dolphin, and it sounds like you're going to be at Gursky.
1: I think I'll be there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us here. I'm glad we were able to get you on to the Bulldog Hour. Uh, This may be your first appearance, but it certainly, hopefully, won't be your last. All right, guys, thanks. It was great talking to you. All right. So that wraps up our interview with Mike Drago. We appreciate Mike stopping here with us this evening and spending an hour talking about MikeDragoSports.com. and Justin. Well, I think uh, it's exactly what we need because we've been talking about it for years, just the two of us, but yeah, I know someone
0: had the ability to do it. It needed to be done. And now we're getting it right. And like, to be honest, like you couldn't really ask for more than, than the guy who, literally has written, you know, the Berks County high school sports stories for the last few decades. Um, so it's in good hands. And again, I encourage you to check out the website. Um, and, and like Joe has, has mentioned, uh, you know, if it's something you, you think you're interested in and it's something you, you uh, feel like supporting hop on there and, and support. That's a good way to show um, Mike and, and you know whoever is is working there that that's that's how you uh, support and like what they're doing and that can allow them to do more of it so um
2: but well, yeah, and you check it out your your favorite saying for entering yeah. the
0: show like, like and share. like and share you, you right.
2: see you see stuff coming from Mike Drago sports, whether it's on Twitter or if you like it on the web copy that link and and share it around spread the word let people know because it you know in the end it can only benefit the uh the project. And there's a bunch of
0: stories involving Bulldogs or things like that on there already. Go on, check those out. I know Jaden, there's a story of Jaden on there. Like I mentioned, Mason, like the football schedules, there's tons of stories. So uh, check those out. Yeah. Past
2: and present. There's all kinds of stuff about Wilson football
0: on the site right
2: now. And you just heard Mike say there's more Wilson content coming starting tomorrow, um, tomorrow evening or Tuesday, you know, talking to uh, coaches, players, pictures from the first day of, of summer camp. So, Yeah, I definitely hope everyone will take up the uh, opportunity to devour all the content that is coming your way. Like I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show, we will be back next week for our senior player interviews. I sat down with 11 2B senior Bulldogs, and you're going to hear from them next Sunday on the show. Uh, I'll combine their interviews about 45 minutes long. So Justin and I will then talk about the scrimmage as well as previewing the game against central dolphins. So Justin, anything else from you, anything else to add before we get out of here?
0: No, it's just, it's crazy that uh, it, it's coming quickly. And next thing you know, um, I like you said, we have the show next week, but uh, last next week is our, well, you know, there's the scrimmage on Saturday. So next week, will be our last one where we're not doing like a game recap. And, right. Uh, that, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. It's season's
2: season is here. football is back and we couldn't be any happier. So for Justin Raffoff and our guest, Mike Drago, I'm Joe Mays until next time. Go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.